Welcome to the Course Wizards podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. Hello and welcome to the Course Wizards. I'm Christopher Maselli and I'm here with my co-host Amit Aurora. How are you doing today, Amit? I am good, Chris. How are you doing? Oh, I'm pumped up because I love talking courses and I love talking technology. And I know that last week we talked about my tech stack and I have been waiting, just waiting to hear about <laughs> your tech stack. Of course, I've only been waiting about three minutes because we just recorded my episode three minutes ago. But <laughs> I, I still, I've been waiting because I love hearing what other people use to create their online courses. And I know that some of our tech stack has over the year intersected a lot and then diverged a lot, right? Yep. We tend to use some of the same things and then there's other things that we're not even close on. Yep. And so I'm interested to see how your tech stack compares to mine, how it's changed over the last year and uh, where you're going to tempt me to spend more money. <laughs> well, hopefully nowhere. Tech stack for courses. I'm still using New Zealander. You mentioned New Zealander in the last episode. But it has all the bells and whistles that one could ask for the price that is just unbeatable, especially yeah. the price you and I got in it. I think I got it even cheaper than you, maybe. Uh, I think maybe I got in the at the one. same time. I think we're on the same one. Oh, I might be 337. Yes, so I might, I might. Oh, you're 337. Yeah. So we're the same. Then. Yeah. But yeah. Like, what, what's in it now? A year, which breaks out to be like nothing. That includes, and they just keep adding stuff. So that's 28 bucks a month. And that includes the three separate schools, the Zoom integration, the email templates they just launched, communities, they have check in their checkout card, they have the order bump, the upsell. They also launched support, I think, so you can change pretty much all the language to custom. They la launched their own app and they had recently launched taxes. So you could tax for a course and you could have a different tax rate for each state. So, well, that's interesting. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That had to have been a monster program. Just to implement that taxing functionality was pretty cool. So that's for uh, courses. Yeah, today, they just for those wondering, today they are now at $647 a year, which is a little over $50 a month, which may sound like a lot, but that includes your video hosting. It includes everything Ahmed just mentioned. And if you compare that to the competitors, it's actually better. It's about, that's about equal to about a $99 competitor plan. Yep. Or even month. more because they all or have more. the marketing funnels and the email yep. marketing, all of that included. So I, even though I said checkout cart, it has everything. Before I started with New Zealander, I was with Teachable and I mm -hmm. had my checkout cart at Thrivecart. And I, the Thrivecart checkout cart with Zapier was cool because I could literally move to another platform and not touch those things. Oh, except nice. for pointing Zapier to use T or New Zealand instead of Teachable. So I'm like, I got too lazy to switch the checkout card. And for me personally, I think Thrivecart is better because their only job is to maintain a checkout card. Mm -hmm. All their development dollars go to just this one thing. So I like that about Thrivecart, but if I was to start over, I wouldn't complicate things. I would just stick to New Zealand. The only reason I like Thrivecart better, really, the only reason is because they have a really strong affiliate a module in there where you can have affiliates for your courses. Yeah. And it has automatic payouts. 
because New Zendler has an affiliate module, but it does not have automatic payouts. And to me, that's a bit of a deal breaker and why I would try Thrivecart, but I haven't done it yet just because it's expensive just for that one feature, you know, to put just that one thing in. Definitely worth looking at though. Okay, so that's your course. You yeah. use New Zendler, you got Thrivecart hooked to it, but how do you record everything? Yes, so for camera, I have two cameras, my Canon M50 DSLR, but typically I favor my Logitech C920 because I have the smaller screen in the bottom, like computer screen in the bottom. So the quality doesn't matter as much unless I'm on a big screen. If I'm doing my intro and outro videos, then I'll record that with my Canon M50. So those are for the cameras. For the mic, I used to use Tascam DR10L for my primary mic and have my Shure MV51, which is what we're using here today for my backup. But now I've just switched to Shure. I don't use the Tascam anymore because it was just too much of work to set it up, have that separate recording track on Tascam, then unplug the little memory card, put it in my computer, bring it in and align the tracks together. It was just too much. Yeah, that's, that'd be too much for me too. I like the simplicity of it just saying, hey, I just want to sit down and record this thing. I want to make sure the mic gets connected to the video right away from the start. I yep. agree. And then for, so my video flow is a little bit crazy only because I am so super anal about it. If I wasn't, then it shouldn't be this crazy. We talked about this in the last episode. You used this script. Yeah. I could technically get away with using just that. But I use Screencast-O-Matic first to record because it allows me to create a circle of my face that I like over having... You can't uh, create that circle with anything else? With Descript, you can either green screen yourself so it's completely uh, like your background is completely yeah. gone. But then when you're moving your hands or something, you can see the little pixelation because right. it's AI technology. So I wasn't too fond of it prime early stages. Uh, I haven't seen the circular piece in Descript. So what I do is I record it in Screencast-O-Matic, publish it, then take that published file to Descript to remove the filler words and word gaps. So use that power of AI there. And for editing, I'm still super fast in Filmora, even though I've tried Descript so many times. So I keep going back to yeah. Filmora for editing because I'm just so fast at it that my fingers just fly around the keyboard. I, I shared last week how I still have ScreenFlow on my Mac, and it's for the same reason. Even though I like to script better, it does a better job pretty much on all accounts. I can do things so quickly in ScreenFlow because I've used it so many years. I just keep it around because it's a good, quick something to do. But yeah, I have a feeling that it won't be long where you and I will only be using Descript and leave all these others. I hope so. So... One thing that I forgot to mention, Chris and I usually do this banter before we start just updating each other on what new thing we have bought. And my computer, the last course I recorded on the chat GPT turned out to be about 25 gig on Descript, but it's on my hard drive, which has 500, whatever GB. So I didn't care. Yeah. But even though I've kept the folder in Descript as D drive, my C drive it kept hogging the storage for some reason, which is only 112 GB and Descript kept crashing on me. And it was very frustrating, especially the new storyboard just kept crashing. So 
I knew it was, I've had this for three years. And mm -hmm. since it's not a Mac, it doesn't last as long. So I ended up buying one on New Year's from Costco. This thing was like $997. It's a Dell and it has all the latest and greatest bells and whistles. And it's like a mining computer for mining cryptocurrency. <laughs> so this thing is a beast. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. And that's going to be my new machine. And hopefully that's going to make things even faster. Because even when Chris and I have recorded things, my Chrome has just shut down on me. Um, yeah. Programs just shut down on me. And that's you don't want to be messing with that. Yeah. You just want the hardware to work, man. Exactly. So yeah. that's new and coming. And then for quick videos, I still like Loom. I know last week you said that you're a dub user. I didn't get on that lifetime deal, but Loom, I think I pay them, I'm going to say like 10 bucks a month. Yeah. Loom is a good solid, or a lot of people use Loom. Yep. And then for blogging, WordPress primarily for blogging and then I started a brand new blog on Medium and I've also had my Salesforce blog on Medium. So two blogs on Medium, everything else on WordPress, but I have 30 days now to move my hosting. So I'm moving everything to Vulture, which is you just pay by the consumption. Oh yeah, that's I mean, we need to do a podcast on that because I think that might interest a lot of our listeners. That'll yep. be an interesting deal. So look forward to that. Uh, what do you use for project management? Yeah, so going in deeper into the software stuff, Notion is what I use for project management. I was using ClickUp, which you use. Yeah, I started using it. I had used a software or service called Join Secret, and Join Secret gives you Notion credits. So I think I have two thousand dollars in Notion credits or something like that. So I'm set for ten plus years <laughs> to use Notion for my project management. And I was also using Trello, also using ClickUp. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to consolidate everything into Notion and just mm. use that. And Notion yeah. now has Notion AI, which you can use Notion to write, which is awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Very cool. Everyone's jumping in on the AI game. Are you jumping in on that too? I'm on it. So my next yeah. few tools are about that. One is Midjourney that I've started using for my blogs, where if I need a blog cover image, I'll use Midjourney to generate art. I'm also using Jasper Art for just 20 bucks a month because Adobe Photoshop or Adobe Stock Photos have said that we will accept AI-generated art uh, if you upload it. So anytime someone downloads that photo, I get 33 cents. I've made like 102 bucks so far in the last two months. So I'm oh, averaging man. about 50 bucks a month. That's more than paying for what you're paying for the Jasper Art. Exactly. So it's making a little profit. And if you keep adding photos, your library is going to keep growing, which means your income is going to keep growing. And the photo generation piece, AI art is doing it. I'm not really doing much. Yeah. Uh, note taking. So I've added here note taking because even though we have things like Notion, which is also a note taker and project management, I like to have a note taking tool that's lightweight and can provide really good search functionality. So I used mem.ai, which has an AI component because they have something called memx. And memx does a lot more of the AI part of note. Not really note writing, but auto-linking your notes together. Uh, I don't mind yeah, the auto-linking is something that really intrigues me. And I've been wanting to jump on that bandwagon and learn more about it. And I've watched a lot of YouTube videos, but I haven't moved to another one yet. I'm still using Apple Notes, 
which I'm using after years of having done Evernote and some other ones. But Mem AI is very interesting. Yep. Uh, I love it. And then we have, so for communities, New Zealand has communities, but it's really hard to peel people from what they already use, which yeah. is Facebook. So I use Facebook groups for communities. Same and here. recently I've started using Discord because not for my own community, but I think I will in the future because I'm in a multiple Discord communities myself, which is mm -hmm. so Slack or Discord, they both work, they're both free. So that's another avenue for communities. Yes, yes. And then do you want to talk about keyword research? I know sometimes you get into that a little bit with your yep. your courses. And yeah, so we... some people too. Like you said, we'll do much deeper dive into blogging and keyword and stuff. For keyword research, I use Ubersuggest, which was a lifetime deal. And then I also used SEMrush, which is, it's not on the cheap side, but it provides me with good keyword data. Yes, very good. And you also use Rank IQ, which you yes. showed me, and I absolutely love it. They have the best customer service, I think, of just about any software I've run into. So, it's so really what's interesting stuff. is on G2, if you look at SEO tools, Rank IQ is now number one. Is that right? SEO tools above Ahrefs or SEMrush or Ubersuggest. Wow, that's pretty impressive. And But I can tell you, I, I just used it for a couple of weeks now. And not only does it. Oh, you did end up getting good, it. Nice. I ended up getting it. It's very good. But as I started interacting with their customer service, they are so helpful. They are actually looking up keywords that they don't already have in there for me manually. And then they're going to give me the material that's from nice. that. And it's, and that's not, there's no additional cost for that. It's just included in your subscription. So very worth it. That's called Rank IQ. If you're wanting to do some research, Amit, take us through a whirlwind recap of all the apps and hardware you use. All right, let's do it. Newsender for courses, Thrivecard for checkout card, Descript for video editing, and also Screencast-O-Matic for videos and Filmora for videos. Sure, MV51 for mic, Canon M50 for DSLR and Logitech C920 for cameras, Medium and WordPress for blogging. We'll get more into WordPress hosting and all that fun stuff, maybe in a future episode. Loom for quick videos, Notion for project and task management, Ubersuggest for keyword research, along with SEMrush and RankIQ, Facebook groups and Discord for community, and then for art, AI art, I'm using Midjourney and Jasper, and then for note-taking, mem.ai. Wow, really good stuff. That's... Very cool. You got me. I'm already going to look up a couple of these that I haven't been using too, because you've always got some good suggestions. So thank you. If you want to look any of these up, then go ahead. I think you'll find that they're all good, solid suggestions for building your own online courses. And if you haven't already, go back and listen to a couple episodes ago. We talked about how to build a course in 2023. We shared my tech stack last week. This is Amit's tech stack this week. And until next time, we hope that you will rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast with those that you care about that you know they want to build online courses because we hope it'll help them too. Until next time, what are they going to do, Amit? Keep creating. Bye-bye. <laughs>